Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Used to spend my nights out in ballroom. From reaching for the bottom And brought me back Being too far gone What a voice. Chris Stapleton, welcome everybody. I know when John Shannon is banging out the country tunes in Toronto. I know it's probably too new of country for some of you out there, but it's an interesting conversation to have once again because it's an incredibly politically charged. It is even a little bit politically charged, you know? Like, there's people that flat out hate country and Western music, and there's other people that love it. And uh, you're allowed to, you know what? You're allowed to like it, and it doesn't say too much about you if you do. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan S. Scott with you on Oilers Now. Uh, we are going to head off to the uh, River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline and join our NHL insider, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling, paying over- overtime rates on 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. How you doing, John? Brothers Osborne, Bob. Brothers Osborne. Like Dave Osborne, the comedian? No, 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 no. There's a there's a new country uh, brother combo. They have a band called Brothers Osborne. It is outstanding. Yeah. And, and and for my liking, there's nothing better when you're on a long trip to have a little bit of country music blaring on the car. No, I, no question about it, man. No I question about it. You know, I was driving around uh, yesterday uh, because I was uh, showing my uh, family where a a golf course was over in the cities. Not that, I mean, I'm the worst golfer alive in Edmonton's history. So I was just showing how to get there, and we were listening to some music, and I was thinking, you know what, there's something about a little bit of country western feel once in a while when you're driving on the highway. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It doesn't all have to be. And and I've got a 14- and 17-year-old, as you know. So I'm with uh, you. I was trying Actually, to. I will tell you what my da- my daughter when she was fourteen, she was the one who kind of got me back into it. Now that's a long time ago. She's not fourteen anymore, but she's yeah. the one who got me back into it, and I really enjoy it. I, you know, Keith Whitley, I could handle yeah. some of that, man. That, yeah. So, uh, but have at it. Keep it coming on the uh, Ashley Five Floors text line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We've had a couple texters already remind me. Yo, Stoff, uh, 
Garth Brooks played like nine sold-out events in a row at Rogers Place a couple of years ago. So there's obviously an appetite for it. There's no question about it. And what a, by all reports, from what I've heard, he's like one of the nicest, most down-to-earth guys alive, like one of the biggest country stars of all time, isn't he? I tell you what, on, on one of the new uh, platforms, I'm not sure whether it's Prime or Netflix, there's a two-part documentary on Garth Brooks that is absolutely phenomenal about his road to success. And yeah. what he did, and he and his, he's now married to Trisha Yearwood, uh, and it's a it's a fantastic four hours to enjoy music and what he's done for people and his his daughters from his first marriage are in it. His first wife is in it, and they talk about uh, the the pitfalls and ups and downs of of uh, that world and that life. And uh, at the end of it, you feel better about liking Garth Brooks's music. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I know I saw something on Rob Thomas for Matchbox 20, and, yeah. you know, parents got separated at two, had no money, was living in the street. All that, m- Mom got cancer when he was 12 and 13. Older sister went off and got married. He, he had to look out. It's just an incredible... There's, there's some great stories on the journey, and that's part of it. And I think when, you, when, you, when you're privileged like we are, John, to work in the day-to-day minutiae, you know, Thursday night we're sitting there talking, you know, are they going to get re- Nugent Hopkins re-signed? What's the price yeah. point that makes sense? Well, I know what doesn't make sense is, you know... Uh, what Ryan Johansson or, or what Matt Duchesne, or, you know, we, we get to discuss the fun stuff like that, but, but some of the great human interest uh, stories out there are incredible as well. All right. Hey, uh, the Edmonton Oilers, I don't know if you heard the post-game comment from actually Brendan. Brendan, can you, if you're not, if you're still in the studio right now for a second, and I'm at the house, so it's... I'm with you. You're with me? All right, telepathically, I'm trying to figure this. Can you, uh, John, there was, there was a bit of post-game, uh, a post-game response that made me chuckle. So, Brendan, can you cue up the Derek Van Deese question for Mike Smith again? Is there extra satisfaction for you putting probably the final nail in Calgary's playoff hopes here, um, considering the rival they are? Yep. <laughs> like Mike Smith always uh, gives you like a 25, 30, 35 second response. It just the ones, uh, it was nuts. That's, that's good stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> that is to the point. And you know, darn, listen, you know darn well that uh, in, in that, um, uh, that, that night, uh, that they elected to play Koskinen in Winnipeg to leave Mike for Calgary Thursday. You knew darn well that was for one reason as well. And that was to make sure that Mike had a chance to play against the Flames and then obviously with the day off had a chance to uh, play against the Flames uh, again on Saturday. So <laughs> that's very good. I, I, I feel de- bad a little for Derek, but it's a great answer. Oh, absolutely. Hey, 914 save percentage for the Edmonton Oilers. They're fourth in the NHL. For all of the focus, and hey, the McDavid story, the the chase for 100 is going to become a story here over the next seven games. We know that. Maybe it takes them less. But the fact of the matter is the biggest surprise this year, 914, the Oilers are fourth in the NHL. No one saw this coming. I, I guess never write a guy off, you know, and, and Mike actually talked a bit about, you know, maybe not being at the best place. You know, coming out of the pandemic, uh, he admitted that. That does not surprise me. He's a father. He's got a lot of young kids. You know, there are some times when, 
you know, we have to we have to think of people not just as uh, athletes, but also as in his case as a, as a parent and looking after a young family. And oh, by the way, John, when would some of that family time maybe be called upon? Oh, wait, the summer, right? And said, so, boom, yeah. suddenly we're going to get back and play. But I mean. He's having a, David Staples has written, and not everybody likes David's stuff these days, but David has written a piece saying this is the best uh, goaltending performance we've ever seen out of a 39-year-old goaltender in NHL history, at least statistically save percentage-wise. He's having an incredible year, isn't he? David old enough to remember Bauer and Sawchuk? Yeah, yeah. He went down that path, too. Yeah, I, 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 you know, listen, at 39 years old, what Mike Smith is doing is, without comparing him to other guys of different generations, is, is purely amazing. Um, and and, and the, the other part of it isn't just the goaltending, Bob, and you and I have touched about this many times. It's the level of compete, the level of enthusiasm, the edge that he creates that, you know, by osmosis, you know, goes to his teammates. Uh, they play, uh, I think they play taller. I think they play faster. Uh, I think they play with more confidence when Mike Smith's in the net. And that's not a knock at, at, at Miko because look what he did in Winnipeg. He played a great game, and that will come. But Mike Smith has that gregarious nature about him that, you know, he's, he's the alpha dog. Uh, and nobody's going to doubt the alpha dog when he's in there, and I think it has helped this organization and helped this team. Uh, I don't know if you could hear it, uh, you know, watching the broadcast, because I think, John, were you not back in Toronto by Saturday? So, because yes, I know I you were. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Matthew Kachuk went through and jammed a stick in between uh, Smith's legs and then went yeah. up the ice, and Mike Smith was giving it to him. Yeah. And it was, and he said, like you could hear him. He's like, "I will blank and blank you," and and I it was it was it was, and you could see the guy like you could kind of see as as, as Kachuk went to the Cal- there were a couple guys in the Calgary bench even kind of like, uh, you know, like that's a goaltender that will actually back it up. <laughs> so well, I mean, and I I don't to call him old school is unfair because I don't think he's old school. Uh, but to me, when you can put the fear in the other team, uh, yep. like Billy Smith used to, yep, uh, like Ron Hextall used to, uh, Mike Smith's in that ilk. You know, he, you know he's you know when you have that piece of lumber in your hand, and you're his size as well, yes. and you're as well conditioned as he is. I'm not sure I'd want to mess with him. I really, I really am not. I'm you know as much as Matthew Kachuk, and and I like Matthew. I think he's a really good player. Uh, but you might have second thoughts going to the front of the net again the next time. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And without uh, Cassian and Care in the lineup, an argument can be made. I mean, you don't want Darnell Nurse fighting, but Mike Smith might be the second toughest leader behind Darnell yeah. Nurse. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> All right. right. This isn't just about goaltending. This is also about coaching. And I'll give you an example. In 2018-19, the Oilers obviously had a tough year. Uh, they finished 25th in the league in points percentage. That was the split year between McClellan and Ken Hitchcock. The Oilers' goals against average was 3.31. That was 25th in the NHL. Um, their save percentage that year was 896. That was 27th. Last year, 
Goals against average moved up and proved to 15th in the league, 3.03 goals against per game, and they ended up 14th in save percentage at 9.05. They are now, uh, going into tonight's game, 10th in the league in goals against, 2.67, in a marginally higher scoring division. Uh, let's not forget the East is actually the highest scoring division right now. North is the second highest scoring division, and the save percentage is fourth. How much of this is also part of what Dave Tippett and uh, Jim Playfair have brought? Well, I think, the, and well, you know, I, I almost, I, I wondered about that. And when you, we started talking about the save percentage and, and where they are, um, you know, team defense is so important. Team defense, we don't give enough credit to team defense, even the forwards. Even the forwards coming back. So whether that's uh, Jimmy Playfair's group or that's Glenn Gullitson's group, and then obviously everybody reporting to Dave, uh, I I think that there has certainly been a um, uh, a new approach um, to team defense. I was talking to somebody on on uh, uh, Friday after uh, after the uh, the Thursday game, uh, and even on Saturday. Um, the Saturday game, particularly, and the game in Winnipeg, those games the Oilers didn't used to win. There used to be, uh, halfway through the third period, some level of collapse. And whether it got went to overtime or went to a shootout or the team lost it, and, and that's a team thing, Bob. That's, that, that is 12 forwards working, that's six defensemen working, and the goaltender. And that's what's different about this team. Um, you, you know, we, we point, we always pointed episodes of life and what are turning points and what are watershed moments. Perhaps the bubble last year was a watershed moment for this organization. Um, you know, the, the fear of losing, the fear of winning, and then finally realizing that we hate to lose and losing the way they did in their own building. Um, there's a new sense of team responsibility at both ends of the ice with this organization, and I think that that's reflective of the save percentage, and that's reflective of what Mike Smith has done in that, and in the last little while what Koskinen's done in the net as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there, you know, it's going to be interesting watching. I think we both, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think we both expect Larson gets re-signed. I think Smith at this stage is going to get re-signed. How much of Nugent Hopkins is ultimately going to be up to the Nugent Hopkins camp with Rick Vallette? Well, I, I, I think that you, I, I think that Ryan is. First of all, we I think we all assume that Ryan wants to stay, and I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but then, and then with a flat cap and with the, the ever-changing world of guys coming off of um, you know different contracts, Ryan's going to have to want to want to understand and be part of the team. And it, it's not a case of just opening the vault anymore. Um, and, and so, you know, term and money are, are going to be key to all this. You know, for the first time, gosh, maybe in, in my memory, Bob, and you, you'll have a better sense of it than I will, um, this organization actually has some flexibility. Maybe since yes. they, the summer that they signed Connor and Leon to those big deals. That they, this, team, this organization has some flexibility. But you're gonna. You know you have to sign certain guys. You know you have to leave space to sign other people a year from now. Uh, so Ryan's Ryan's gonna have to think long and hard about how many years and, and the sum. And I don't want to put a number on it because it's not fair to him and it's not fair to the organization. But yeah, I I think that it, without saying the words hometown discount, there's gonna have to be some compromise on both sides. 
Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's any debate about it. And and I, and I guess it's what I'm saying that it's ultimately going to come down to Rick Vallette and Ryan Nugent Hopkins is he is going to get an offer. We know that. It's just yep. is that I mean we both know John the offer is not going to be in the range of the the the, the, the you know the the eight million dollar range for both Duchesne uh, and Ryan Johansson and I just wonder sometimes if if there's maybe delusions of grandeur or what actually might be available out there because I don't know if any forward is going to get that type of money in an ex, in an extension or as a UFA I just I'm not sure that's going to happen. Well, particularly with so many financial question marks in and around the NHL already. I mean, if Mike Hoffman knew what when he had the first offer, would Mike Hoffman have taken his first offer rather than waiting last summer? You know, there are so many stories. I mean, even look at your friend Taylor. Look what Taylor had to go through. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, I mean, there are lots of people that were surprised and shocked. Both those guys got one-year deals. Yeah. One-year deals. Hoffman you know, took a took a a million and a quarter pay cut to sign with St. Louis after having a really good year with Florida. Um, it, it's it, these are such strange times, and it doesn't matter that there are revenues coming in again. It's flat cap until the, until further notice because of all the escrow that the players are going to have to pay. It's def- there's a flat cap. We should just get used to saying it. It's going to be eighty-one five, eighty-one five, eighty-one five, well, and then and, you have to live with that. And speaking of Hall, I mean, he's performed well since he's gone to Boston. If they end up signing him, uh, now you got Jake DeBrusque, and right now Jake DeBrusque is playing on the, f- the last game against Washington. He was on the fourth line. Yeah, he was playing on the. F- so does he become available? And they, do they look for a different type of player if they're rolling with Marshawn Hall and? Uh, uh, Richie on the left side. They've even got uh, who's the tough kid out of Wisconsin? Frederick, I think. Trent Frederick yeah. as a Trent fourth Frederick, line, yeah. right? So, but they don't have any right wing. So, after Pasternak, they're a little light on the right side. Though Smith got a hat trick the other night. So, Listen, Jake DeBrusque could be on my team anytime he wants. Jake yeah, DeBrusque well, is a good player. I loved watching him in junior hockey. I've loved watching him play for the Bruins. So, uh, so if he does become available, you think the order should be in on him then? You'd have time. A couple of guys, I, 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 you know, uh, yeah. I mean, heck, look at his age. I mean, I think he'll have, he'll have a. He's going to bounce back. Like it's been oh a tough boy. year. Remember, well, remember, hey, listen, how many how many weeks was he out with with COVID? Well, the you know, other thing, what, and we don't we still we still don't understand the ramifications of some of these guys and how it affects you um, at all. So you know that's that's an issue. There are a few players like that. Bob, I think that the Oilers should be interested in, but I think that's a conversation for a, a day when we know that everybody everybody who's available in this, and does it change, does, does that list change if the Oilers go far in the playoffs? Fair does comment. It? There you, you know? go. <laughs> John, I'm going to put you on the spot. Connor McDavid's got seven games left. He needs 13 points to get to 100. Does he do it? You know what? It, 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 correct me if I'm wrong. Four games against the Canucks, correct? Five. Okay. The answer is yes. There we go. Sorry. Yeah. All right. John, we'll hook up Wednesday, okay? Yes, sir. There you go. That's John Shannon, our NHL insider. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. 
Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And it is 12.53 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout and I'll come back with the Oilers Now Injury Report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chet. Welcome back, everybody. Wouldn't surprise me if we saw Miko Koskin get a couple starts over the next four games. I think that's pretty much a given right now. Edmonton with four straight against the Vancouver Canucks. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris is open for takeout and delivery through DoorDash. Maggie Taylor and Chef Altaf will take care of you at Roos Chris. I uh, went down and picked up yesterday, uh, bumped into Taylor Medic. It was good seeing him. And a reminder, open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until 10 p.m. at night. As we go to the Oilers Now Injury Report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. For every goal the Oilers score this season, James H. Brown will donate $100 to the 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, and uh, the gang. James H. Brown want you to stay safe. Uh, here's Brendan Escott. So, Jujar Kara is expected to return this week from his upper body injury, but not necessarily tonight. Uh, Chris Russell missed uh, Saturday's game after oh, we, getting hurt. We actually, we actually have the lines now, so oh. it looks like Kara's in. Hey, right on. Uh, do you want to just skip to Vancouver then? Yeah, uh, the, yeah. you go to Vancouver. All go right, ahead. so Elias Patterson we know has been out of the lineup since March 4th. Uh, expensive depth options, Anton Roussel, Jay Beagle are both day-to-day. Vertanen is out, and so is Brandon Sutter. That's the latest uh, from their camp. 34-year-old Evgeny Malkin returns from a 23-game absence tonight for Pittsburgh. Jared uh, Tenorti of the Bruins knocked him out back on March 16th. Here we go, courtesy of Kevin Woodley, who uh, writes for NHL.com. Connor McDavid up front with Leon Dreisettle, and yes, the Paul Yarby, Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Dominic Cahoon, and Kyler Yamamoto. Ryan McLeod will center this based on the line rushes today. Tyler Ennis, who would need to be activated again. Shore got a little bit uh, banged up on Saturday, so uh, Ennis was with McLeod and Archibald Kara. They don't have to, he was already on the active roster with James Neal and Alex Chason. So we talked about the fact that at some point you go with four lefties. Looks like Haas is out tonight and Shore is out tonight from Saturday's roster. Same defense, Nurse with Barry Kulikov and Larson Jones and Bear and the source again, Kevin Woodley. Uh, who is who I see uh, often when we're in Vancouver, when we still used to travel. And, uh, yeah. So there you have it. And I think I've already hinted enough that Mikko Koskin was going to be starting. So Mike Smith will, uh, I would assume, some people have asked about Staylock. It's a good question. Uh, I don't know the answer for that. Maybe he gets one in the next four. Maybe not. It's interesting. So Gaetan Haas comes out. Devin Shore uh, comes out, and I think they will have to either use a recall on Ennis or potentially emergency recall 
and maybe that's what's happened with Shore. We'll have to get some clarity here. At some point, uh, we might have a better idea in the second hour of the show. We have Jerry Johansson coming up from the Sports Corporations. He's got one of the biggest books out there in terms of clients, including two goaltenders expected to go in the top 15 of the NHL draft. Uh, he's got Logan Stankoven that plays for the Kamloops Blazers. That's uh, playing on the uh, U18 team today at 2 o'clock. And we'll also talk a bit about uh, the market and uh, – how dramatically it has changed. And you heard John Shannon mentioned flat cap 81.5 off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. We'll be back with Jerry Johansson shortly. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.